everybody and welcome to a night we've all been waiting for the debut of nxt live buckle in for some live wrestling discussion oh man it was live all right for one hour then hour two ah! you know there's the circle of life matt there's life and death but anyway we're gonna talk live nxt we're gonna talk about the king corbin coronating oh the fiend getting pushed to the very top of the mountain Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Brothers of Discussion. In, in addition to all that, we're going to cover everything for Brock Lesnar challenging Kofi for the WWE Championship. The return of Luke Harper and Rusev debuting in a new color. That and much, much more. Hey, another hot, tasty week of wrestling. How the heck are you? I'm doing good. I, I, uh, I was kind of wondering. I was reading your script as you were going along. <laughs> I, I didn't know how you were going <laughs> to go from... The feed pushing. Uh, brothers of discussion, we're here. Um, Sometimes we are. Uh, right. We are the brothers of discussion. You can find us at BOD Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find us uh, through our websites, a couple of domains: bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. I'm playing with my daughter's pacifier again. Um, oh my god! No, I just hit my HDMI and I lost all my notes. Um, all right, there they are. Got the notes back uh go to our facebook page uh we have a brand new instagram you can find both of those by searching brothers of discussion um and if you like stories they're the same story on each one because you can share one on instagram and it goes right to facebook um Mike, cool. should we start a tiktok should we do a tiktok where we we actually sing along with with wwe themes i feel like that would be the only avenue we could really take on TikTok. Or we I could think, uh, mouth promos. I think what we should do on TikTok um, is show the six seconds of Hour 2 of NXT that was actually visible. Oh, that's a good idea. Is Zing! That, is that what we're jumping into first? We have to. Um, can we dedicate just that conversation to Chris M., who has <laughs> no idea how servers work? Um, how <laughs> how watching one thing in one area of the country might not work in another area of the country. How more than half of the network population couldn't watch NXT. And and no, Mike, it wasn't just because some people like AEW um, or that Vince McMahon's uh, I, thingy got a little dry, so you didn't have to worry about that, Chris. Mm, uh, what, I, you know... I, I think I'm gonna humbly disagree, Matt. Yeah. I think <laughs> you think this... of, we all liked AEW and the network <laughs> didn't work for us. He hates AEW and he got to watch NXT. Oh, that's true. So they're keeping tabs. This yeah, this is some brilliant uh, uh, data tracking that the WWE has put together where they're listening to our love for AEW. So from now on Whenever we talk about AEW, we're just going to say, shh. <laughs> because we'd all like to watch the full two hours of NXT. Yeah, um, and, and we're not, I mean, we're, do we really live in this, like, like, were there that many people that were going from USA to NXT that is so different 
from the start of like WrestleMania? Am I, you know what I mean? Like I went through and reset my password and then it didn't even realize that I had done that. Like this was a complete crash of the network to go to out Mike to hour two of NXT. Running, we we pretty much had just watched the main event too, so we can't ignore that that we had just watched right. uh, Roddy Strong and Velveteen Dream. I imagine a lot of people probably were like, "All right, I'm good. I saw enough. I'm on board." I mean, none of us are gonna be not watching next week because this happened. But what? The f- what the fuck did happen here we can't answer that question but it is incredibly frustrating and i'm expecting my 1.3 cents in the mail uh tomorrow morning uh you know <laughs> you can just deposit it right back you can just credit, credit it into my account yeah that, that that'll work for me um <laughs> but yeah that that's the world we live in i'm gonna call it the nxt crash of 2019 um it blew up on twitter it blew up everywhere except in chris m's feed yeah, uh, well, I, I guess he was busy uh, filming replays of uh, Roderick Strong. Of the hour that worked. Yeah, of the hour that worked. So I don't really know what he was watching. Um, <laughs> it's Chris. So it's, it's Chris. It's if, a you're, fresh, if you're swerving us mode. and you're not yeah. even watching NXT live, and and, and this is a complete I, man. Yeah, bravo. I, I mean. That's off. That was... If anything, I learned to not say AEW out loud. Damn it, I did it again. Uh, I guess I'm not watching next week's episode. Well, I can't wait for everyone to tell me how it was on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but let's let's jump into what happened on NXT. Um, well, first, I, I, wait, let's gloss over what we missed. Um, Imperium, my God, one of my favorite stables right now, uh, jumped a pond rocketed themselves from the UK all the way over to the United States in Florida at full sale and laid some groundwork. Uh, I, I hope this means they're going to be full-time participants. We got two hours to kill every week. Um, please give me more Alexander Wolf, Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, and Volta. I love this team. I want a cool black tracksuit. I can't wait for those to be available on the WWE shop. Um, yeah, the, I mean, this yeah, is how anymore. these guys should be utilized, right? I mean, they they just have to show up to some crappy rock fest over in the UK for a couple of weeks, and they film fifteen episodes. So, yeah, while they're waiting around, have them come over <laughs> to full sale. Lay waste to the roster. Yeah, film 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 a couple episodes. Uh, or, I mean, I guess you know, stick around for like months. Uh, yes, because they do chunks of NXT UK. Um, yeah. So yeah, again, I, I mean, this is our theme. This is what I bring so, up week after week after week. We're utilizing yeah. our assets. But yeah, that was that was well, fun. That was a surprise yeah, was, I, uh, I didn't see coming. I was pumped because uh, you know we got to see Walter eat chunks of guys like you. And then uh, I, I always worry because I know that for some reason I don't know if they're not eating their vegetables or what, but it's like everybody in the UK is like six inches shorter than everybody in the US. Uh, yeah. so when Walter, their monster heel made his way over to the United States, I was like, Oh God, please be tall. And he, he, he did, he was still a physically imposing figure. So I was like, whoo, there's that concern, um, allayed. So Walter tall, Walter destroying people all as well in the universe. Well, he's still got the likes of, uh, I mean, if we're going to touch on that, he's still got. Kushida's not a giant. Um, it looks like that's his first feud. And then there's, you know, Champa and um, Gargano are little tiny guys. Adam Cole's a little tiny guy. 
I, I think he'll be in good company in NXT. I think like uh, the main roster um, travel would be the one where we'd go, oh, look at little baby Walter. He's just a little guy. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was fun. Um, I, yeah, I just don't want him to be we, smaller than Rey Mysterio's son. That's all. <laughs> uh, we also blitzed through what I, you know, was the actual main event for NXT coverage, as you, uh, as you put it, because we don't. I don't know. Hour one, hour two. Hour one was was better than hour two. But even blitzing through it, we could still tell that hour one was better than hour two. It did include the Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane street fight, where in a street fight, Mike, we learned you're not allowed to do anything because they stopped the street fight. Um, certainly, yeah. Having every man on the roster get involved, that's an issue. But yeah. I think... In the realm of believability and the sport and what the rules are for this street fight, uh, we're not even talking like a hardcore match. We're talking, it's called a street fight. Um, A little hard for me to swallow that. that, Hey, hey, you guys, we said street fight, not not assault. (laughs) I don't know. It's, uh, I get it storyline-wise. We're just trying to have a little schmaz, get everybody out there throwing fists. No, yeah, it was, it was still, but, I, I just, the end, you know, to end the way it did. I, I do, I do like that everyone got involved, so it was kind of that, that thing. If, if we're bringing more eyes to the product, let's, let's give everybody a second on screen. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I wish there was a better way to, to end a street fight than to have referees pull people apart. I mean, it, yeah. it kind of defeats the whole purpose I, of a street fight. It, it just made me think of, you know, playing like uh, 2K, or I'm probably not even, it's been so long since I've, I've played 2K like consistently, but um, WWE 2K. Uh, so like maybe going back to like when it was WWE 13 or whatever. So you're setting up your rules, you pick street fight. But you forgot to turn on weapons, so then you, like there, there's still that idea, like oh no, you can go anywhere in the arena, but if you pick up a goddamn kendo stick, this match is over. You're disqualified. So apparently they forgot to turn off all the rules. All they did was select street fights so they could go backstage. They forgot, God. yeah, they forgot to turn on interference. Rookie mistake, yep. you know. Yeah, rookie mistake honestly at that point they should have hit the reset button restarted because it's going to take way too long to go through all those loading screens and then repick everything i i think at this point you hit the reset button maybe even put in a different game um and that's honestly what happened because that was the end of the show uh so i mike hour two and we'll jump into hour one after this hour two uh well i guess we should throw in um what what did our what did our night start with we had pete dunn um, oh, Arturo then, Ruas. Yeah, and then Zia Lee getting getting a victory. Just it was fine. Uh, blitzing through it, you know. Uh, so hour two, I'm gonna give yeah, a C plus uh, because the network didn't work. And I'm gonna give it um, an F because oh, I didn't get to watch it. And then when I tried to rewind, it just wanted to show me the same fucking commercial over and over and over. Um, so, F. Um, Hour one. That's, that's that's with grading on a curve for how much I love Zia Lee. <laughs> I have a massive crush on her. I think she's a great wrestler. Uh, I mean, you could do one or the other, but I happen to have both. I think she's a great wrestler, and I have a crush on her. So, even with that, 
And she won. She never wins. I'm pretty sure her win-loss record is oh and whatever how many matches she's done. So now she's got one win in all the rest of the matches. Still couldn't overcome F. Um, so I guess what I kind of want to do is I, I do want to talk about how great hour one was. And then I got, don't let me forget, there's something I want to ask you. I got a, I got a, a nice hot tag for you. Um, I think watching hour one, Matt, the one thing that was a, a huge reminder of where WWE, the company, has a leg up on the competition is the commentary. Um, oh my God! Yes, Maro and Nigel. Mwah. It's just beautiful chemistry. I love Maro the way he just. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how he's just speaking in tongues. He's just. I don't know if he's brushing up on poetry and pop culture. The guy's just got all sorts of crazy stuff for us to digest while he's calling a wrestling match. Uh, the two nuggets I wrote down: uh, Roderick Strong never met a back he couldn't break, and then. Uh, he has a grip like a pistachio nut. Uh, two wonderful images. Um, yeah. Roderick Strong just walking around breaking backs, and then the image of him being a pistachio nut because it's it's hard to break out of. Yeah, like um, you didn't only picture it, Mike. I went as far as to like like I felt it again, like that comment of the pistachio nut. That was probably one of the greatest. I am not like fuck hyperbole. I mean, this was the greatest pro sports call ever. Cause I thought of the nut. I I grabbed the nut. <laughs> Mike, I grabbed the the nut in my mind. I grabbed it. I cracked it apart. And I was and I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's how strong Roddy is. To not say Roddy Strong. Um, but that was... Oh, my God. That was... I, I, I wrote that down, too, in my notes. Because I did not want to let this show end without us discussing again. Mike, I am dubbing this. He has a grip like a pistachio nut. Is the greatest professional sports call <laughs> of all time. Ooh, you heard it here first. It's the most uh, creative thing I've ever heard. And it also gave you everything you needed. The the touch, the feel, the smell, the taste. The taste! Mike, we got a taste on a comment for Pro Sports. You could taste the salty nuts. All five of the major senses were touched upon with one <laughs> line. Incredible work. Um, I also loved that when uh, Dream and uh, Roddy were coming out in, uh, in Velveteen's entrance... Marl said something like, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called Velveteen Dream! You know, because he's trying to do yeah. his uh, Prince quoting, but... Yeah, that one's cute. It's just... <laughs> it's just it just reminds no me of the greatest, not. like, lines in wrestling because it's it's just about conviction, and Marl has that in spades, so... Marl, well, thank you. I What I would compare him to is a Hall of Famer and a guy I listen to uh, in the weekends, uh, on the weekends in the spring and summer is Doc Emmerich. And Doc spends a lot of time putting together these thoughts that planned out, like um, so, something where, where he can actually take his background, not in journalism, but in 
you know, like the dissection of the English language and what he knows as as English. You know, not not just not just asking questions, but the you know him. Yes, I already have him. an example for you too. Yeah, because Doc will say things like. Um, uh, when a team's ready to, in hockey, the team's ready to do a line change, so they dump the puck into the other team's zone so they can get everybody off safely without a, a icing. And and the forward acquiesces the puck into the lower end. Yeah. Like, nobody says acquiesces. Right. And except, just like, and Morrow had, has, he had his example tonight, because he said, um, a dream jettisons Roddy Strong between the ropes. Nobody says jettisoned. And it was a, it's a perfect word because he, he, he literally threw him with fervor through the ropes like a jet with, with quick, with a quick uh, gesture, a quick flick of the muscles. It was a jettison. So jettison and acquiesce. Love it. Beautiful stuff. I would love to see the two of them switch jobs for one night. See Morrow do some hockey, Doc Emmerich do some wrestling. I think, like they're not, they're not mirror images. Uh, of of their approach or their strategy, but I think the level of intellect and um, commitment to the craft. Yeah, I think is, they'd is both equal. pick it up quickly. Yeah. All right. So let's. Uh, you want to talk about some wrestling that happened on that first hour NXT? I do. Um, I think the biggest story is it's got to be it's it's finally happened, Matt. Undisputed era is draped in gold. The yes. prophecy has come true. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of you felt it, right? I mean, it makes sense. You give you're you're gonna have the hottest. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. You have the hottest faction in pro wrestling, um, and they've been talking about being draped in gold all year, and now you're going live on USA, which who knows when that actually became a plan. It's here and now. Give it to them. Because this is going to be great TV. Now you've got these dirty, nasty heels. We we know we don't even have to worry about them leaving NXT anymore, Mike. That's not a thing nope. anymore. They are NXT. They they made their, their statement on Twitter. And hopefully they're getting enough money in those contracts. But whatever's going, uh, you know, whatever direction that conversation goes, we probably don't want to be too concerned about it. But what we do know is that now we have a hot storyline of some dirty, nasty heels holding on to all the titles, and we've got a bunch of faces that want to get them back. Um, I, this is great TV. I I think it's the best way to go. Um, like, it's one thing to have, you know, a single dude. It's another thing to have a tag team. It's another thing to have a faction. It's another thing entirely to have a dominant faction. Because now you... you you know, it's you have to topple basically a whole team of of evildoers yeah. to come out. Of, you know, to uh, you know, bring justice and balance back to the universe, to the force. Um, and Sorry. no, uh, you're fine. And um, <laughs> you didn't just throw me off and made me lose track. It's fine. We were uh, talking about um... what a what a big deal is to have a like a dominant faction rather than a you know just a, a regular you know team of goofs. Yeah, but I couldn't um, even improv. I was going to lie and tell you something else and really throw you off. And I, I'm so bad at improv. I couldn't even, <laughs> like, oh, we were talking about um, keyboards. <laughs> Go ahead. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, uh, lamp. Uh, 
No, when they actually do like, lose, I mean, it's, it's it's like a, you know, this is like when NWO just owned everything. And so when you finally defeated them, it felt like a real triumph over, you know, evil. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad they're doing this. And I, I like the timing of it too. Um, right around with the Wednesday Night Wars about to really, really get, you know, kicked into full gear here. Um, and on the live NXT, it was a, it was a great way to end the first hour for people who haven't watched this show before. Yeah, a necessary, great way to do TV, a fun way to do it. The the ending, you know, you still keep Dream strong. Dream's super yeah. strong after that match. Uh, yeah. It's not, you know, it, sometimes it's overdone, but I think the way they did it with Dream there was was the perfect amount because you're you're expecting Undisputed Era to get away with things and and cheat their way to uh, to being draped in gold. And that, I mean, it wouldn't be Undisputed Era if Roddy Strong won that clean, you know? That's not what right. I want to see. I don't want to see him win clean and have a cocky promo. And then we're just like, hey, he's right. Fucking Roddy Strong. He's the best ever. <laughs> Took out Velveteen Dream. No argument here. Um, so we got we got to see, you know, the, the those uh, lines being blurred in regards to how cocky he can be. And does it actually make sense? And does Velveteen Dream still have a shot at the title? And is, you know, is, is Regal still going to be... In the same role, did we find out if he's on USA? Like they're like, well, we need somebody um, better than William Regal. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I know we like doing bits on this show, but I, but somebody better? I, I don't know. I thought Regal was was pretty good at that at that role. I'm not saying I'm not. That's not my opinion. That's the W. I'm just saying. Did the WWE? They're like, well, no, we need to have Mick Foley out there every week. Um, oh. I only say that because I was going to say everything will be up to william regal but that's where that's where that thought popped in not a not a big thing Ooh. to talk about um I, yeah i let's let's just hope let's just hope that's not the case yeah um so yeah a, leather, I mean, a plus in that match really for me yeah. but uh, moving on we had our our four-way our fatal four-way to become the number one contender mike to lose to shana <laughs> baszler um i i all right, well, let, let's jump in. I mean, we had uh, EO, Candice, uh, Mia, and Bianca Belair. Um, I mean, three of these ladies have had their shot, right? Right. I kind of felt like it was going to be Candice just because we've already seen three of them get their shot. And I, If we saw Bianca Belair go in again, I mean, then you'd just be like, all right, well, this, still, this ain't happening. <laughs> I don't know when this match is going to happen. It ain't happening for Bianca. Shane is just gonna continue rolling this Or or if it was Mia Yim, oh my god. Of course Shane is going over. Um but all that being said, uh those ladies seem less believable in in another battle, but I I'm still I mean, this is still the battle to lose to Shayna Baszler eventually. So yeah, Candace uh Larray wins this match. Um it was pretty fun. It wasn't the best women's match we've ever seen it wasn't the greatest fatal four-way it was pretty fun it got you know it what did we get we got 10 minutes of wrestling out of that with the ads uh in between so yeah i mean yeah right there not not the greatest thing we've ever seen it was cute um yeah everybody got their uh... yeah everybody got their high flying moves in there but uh yeah you, you jump in mike what did you think i think what it does is almost guarantee that our next champion is is probably going to be Rhea. Um, 
Oh, yeah, she was chirping on Twitter. Like, with Candace going over um, and Rhea being on the peripheral and she kind of got screwed in that um, Shayna Baszler encounter, um, I don't know if Shayna's just going to continue to just keep holding the belt. Um, like, the move to, to bring Rhea over and, and kind of have an open-ended um, conclusion to their feud, you know, because now we have a title match, you know, to... Uh, you know, it was kind of a buffer before the the big war. Um, yeah, I think it might it it would just be uh, that match is for me, but I don't know if it's something that you know WWE and NXT want to promote because it, it is kind of a um, you know kind of two shades of gray character uh, going at it, uh, where you know Rio has has mostly been a monster heel on UK. Shayna's mostly been a heel, but she's She's gotten some some support, so I think people are starting to respect her work. Um, and some of the matches that she's had against faces, like she's been so, um, what's the word? I don't want to say the word dominant, um, but like in a higher class of uh, like preparedness and ability that like she gets more credit from the crowd. Does that kind of make sense? Like they know that she shouldn't lose to this person. Like, that, that it wouldn't be a fitting passing of the guard. So Shayna's getting those kind of cheers. So it feels like the only way to really write her out is in a three-way. Um, and I think Candice is going to be that sacrificial lamb because she could be the underdog, and I think Rhea's going to be the one to uh, take that belt away. I hope so. I, I, I mean, the second that they announced this match, I, it kind of just didn't feel right and you start to you know well maybe the scheduling just didn't work but that that makes a lot more sense and uh man would that be great to see Rhea holding that title she's so goddamn good she's got the best my the the best entrance theme in the women's division yeah thank you and uh i think i i really like her entrance too when she does that that um kind of spin and then the big stomp on the on the edge of the ring yeah. Um, like she really put some some stank into it, you know. Like I don't think I've like uh you know we see Seth Rollins come out and he does kind of a, a punch and a stomp and sometimes he eh, kind of mails it in. But I feel like Rhea every time I see her do it, she's like, "Hey, fucking floor." <laughs> Are we allowed? How how many seconds do we get when I play this? Oh great, it's an ad. Jesus. All right. Well, that oh, was you're gonna fun. play the brutality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> All right, I'll let the ad play for. And we got to fire our producer. Yeah. Uh, she. Uh... Here we go. I wonder if anybody can hear this. It's coming through my phone just a little bit. All right. I see it coming uh... up on my. Uh... Oh, you do. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's just the best move, I think. Um, I guess the other, the only other thing to really touch on for NXT is, I, I guess uh, you know, they had Jordan Miles and Cameron Grimes in that we've never been on TV before tournament. Um, <laughs> Jordan Miles uh got dumped by Adam Cole after winning the tournament. Uh, dumped by Adam Cole, and it looks like the real beneficiary of this I've never been on TV before tournament is Cameron Grimes, who is winning squash matches left and right. Uh, also, just... Mike, 
I, yeah. I made the comment on Twitter. If we're going to war with AEW, you got to have a cowboy. You're pushing to the top. <laughs> Woo! I don't think he's supposed to be a cowboy. Competing Is directly. Is he supposed to be a vaudeville act or something competing, with that top hat? <laughs> competing directly with Adam Hangman Page. It's okay. Cameron Grimes. All right. Well, okay. Uh, that brings me to, because I think we're at the close of NXT, and I think this is the biggest question, Matt. Um, are you concerned at all? And concerned might be a strong word because NXT's been written so well. Are you concerned at all that they're basically putting out all the stops in these first, you know, two weeks? Like, you get a North American Championship match. You get a number one contenders match. You get a street fight. Um, do you think that they're that it's going to be easy for them to kind of um, like not run out of material? But how many more weeks in a row can you have a title match, a number one contenders match, and an extreme rules match? Uh, not too many, Mike. Um. <laughs> I mean, we might start to learn that we can skip hour two, you know, if it's going to continue to be on the network and be, you know, kind of what we saw tonight. Um, but I, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, there's there's so many different ways they can go with feuds. Uh, I already saw, you know, online that people are, are uh, teasing. Adam Cole's going to get through a feud to help build up NXT now, and then the next one's going to be Drew McIntyre, where Drew McIntyre's going to come back. Uh, get some revenge on Adam Cole after he was attacked, uh, what, like two or three years ago now? Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I think would be pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, there you're making that decision. Do you make Adam Cole that super duper star? Or do you let your McIntyre win something for once? Um, so not, you know, not that I want to keep talking the Drew McIntyre, uh, turning this into the Drew McIntyre show. But the, the point of bringing that up is how many different opportunities they have for these guys that are going to just be NXT forever and how many people they can just bring right back. Bring them right back to NXT um, and have them, have them fight undisputed. Have them fight uh, Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. You know, like we've got tag teams that can come backwards. I'm, I'm sure Heavy Machinery would like to win some gold. Um and they're not doing anything on the main roster of note. Uh, so just bring them on back. Bring them on back and let's, you know, let's let's kind of play uh, musical chairs here. And uh, count this. It's on TV. Count it as main roster, whatever you want to say. It's just the smaller main, like, smaller stature main roster. And then uh, when you've got the space, throw in a Drew McIntyre. Give Cesaro a title for once, you know? <laughs> That's not a tag title. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys you could, you know, bring back, and I, I think they'd all be kind of pumped to do it again because, you know, they they can see, oh man, look how cool NXT is. Or guys uh, for the first time. Yeah, I mean, have Brock Lesnar come down and dominate for six straight years with the title. <laughs> Adam Cole uh, <laughs> coming up, just <laughs> oh no, two suplexes. I would be... love to see Brock fight Kyle O'Reilly, uh, oh just my to God. see. Just to see Kyle do that thing where he sits on his butt, like the his angry toddler defense, yeah. and just kicks Brock in the face. Or Matt Riddle and Brock. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, what's sad is that I did say that, and we still haven't seen Keith Lee and Dijakovic in a like a legit <laughs> title match. 
or you know, know. like in a contenders or anything so there's still guys that you know we want to see uh get their shot and and we didn't even get to see rick boogs tonight who uh i tweeted I tweeted at him and i said i'll buy your shirt if you come out and do your old entrance tonight um and he did not come out so i am not buying that shirt uh, yeah so. did he re- did he retire that entrance what's he doing i don't know he still plays guitar on on twitter and stuff so there's there's still that hint to that <laughs> character we just haven't seen him in months when i i honestly i still remember back then when we first saw him we were dubbing that like the best like out of nowhere debut of all time <laughs> and here we are <laughs> i don't know i don't know what happened uh, we want more of the boogs. All right, we'll play that theme song next. Uh, but uh, so, Mike, for for all those uh, the uh, the ups and downs between the two hours, um, I I would say we can't expect. There's no way next week is going to be this bad with so many people missing hour two of uh of nxt there's no way it's gonna be that bad so i i'm yeah. feeling pretty great um and I, and like i said i i think there's so much opportunity here with how many people they pay to be a professional wrestler uh i mean the wwe as a whole so there's there's a lot of different ways to go here and and you've got a cameron grimes you know kind of story that we don't know where they could go with this um yeah so tons of opportunity let me yeah, let me ask you another question here. Yeah. Um, so that was, uh, you know, are they going to run out of ideas? And not not really. There's, like you said, so many great uh, cameos. You know, guys they can, you know, they've been I wouldn't even uh, consider toiling away cameos. Somewhere. Like, I, I, I'm talking more like these guys are going to have full-fledged storylines. Well, like, like McIntyre, yeah, but like a Cesaro just coming up, you know, coming back to help get somebody over um yeah i just don't want to put too much value into that because a one-off doesn't mean you know because i i mean going back to your question i i just wouldn't want to the that would be the short-term thing i hate that the wwe does where it's like well nobody's watching nxt uh nobody watched it last week so send you know john cena down there or have Shawn michaels wave at everybody and tell him he's gonna come out and then that's it it's like great wow this what does this mean for next week nothing okay well let me okay. i don't i wasn't well, let me let me ask let me ask you this man it's a little it's barely related but i just don't want to forget it yeah um hour one and hour two were radically different uh one in that hour two didn't work uh but uh, like the booking of hours one and two was was really different. Like hour one was the number one contenders match. Hour one was Velveteen Dream having a title defense. Hour two was you know Cameron Grimes, Pete Dunne in a nothing match, and you know a, a schmaz. Going forward, well, Cameron Grimes is on hour one. Just to oh yeah yeah. Um, well I was just gonna say, do you, do you foresee similar booking in the future? Or is it just while this is still shiny and new, they want they want you to kind of get a get it get your your palate wet, you know, with USA, and then you invest in the network. So do you do you foresee this um, booking arrangement going forward? I I think where you're going to get more eyes on the product is going to be USA, and that's just because you have to have a network subscription or you're stealing it from somewhere. So 
uh, I think if they want to keep considering themselves the Disney of pro wrestling, then they need to build out each one of the brands of a guy like Adam Cole, a brand of the Undisputed Era. So they've got to be on USA. That's where they're going to make more money, and that's where they'll have more opportunity to, like, do... Uh, I don't have, have insert them for cameos in the Royal Rumble and have it mean something. You know what I mean? So you you build up their brand, uh, and and you're helping your own. And that's going back to like Stephanie saying that they're gonna be the Disney of Blotty Blah or however she put it. Like that's how you do it. You got you have a million different brands that you're you're operating here. And I'm not talking Raw and SmackDown. It literally is the brand of Velveteen Dream. That's its own brand that they operate on. So if they want to sell more Velveteen Dream t-shirts and they know that when they look at their entire roster, there's a guy that people recognize, even when he's only on the network, like people recognize him in the street. They go nuts when he's on network specials. Then they know they've got a hit. So maybe that's the experimental side of things. But once they have the hit, they have the Undisputed Era, they have a Velveteen Dream, I think that's where we're going to see Champa and Gargano. You put them on USA because that's where the money's at. I mean, no. I, I, is there a different way to look at that? No, I think the only thing is, you know, uh, you're so accustomed to, like, main events. Um you know, the, the last match of the night is the, the biggest deal. And yeah. I guess if they're going to keep divvying it up, hour one, hour two, uh, and your your eyeballs are on hour one, I, I, it's it's tough to disagree with. I know it's it's not traditional. Um, it's not traditional booking, but you got to follow the green, man. It's all about the money. Well, it's, a, it's an easy transition to make, and... That goes back to my thought of, you know, are we going to start skipping hour two if we don't see enough? You know, like, we can start recording early, uh, we can go to bed a little bit earlier, maybe AEW has an awesome hour two lined up, and we're going to go watch that. That That is an excellent point. So, so if, it, like, WWE's going to have us, you know, all our all our money stuff is hour one, I think that's a... An interesting. Uh, that's the that's the more interesting question. So when AEW comes around and they have their traditional booking, you know, you're watching hour two because it's you know the uh, the Cody Rhodes match or the Jericho match or the Kenny Omega match. I I think I'm going to be turning over to AEW. Plus, you're being asked to turn on the network, which we saw what could go wrong tonight. And honestly. If I have the choice between changing channels and changing systems, yeah, I'm gonna change the channel. That's just, I mean, it's basic marketing. Like, get somebody to buy with as few clicks as possible. That's why there's the buy now with one click on Amazon because so many people drop out when they put something in the cart and they have that second of like, uh, no, never mind, I'm, I'm good. Give yep. them the one click buy and you got them. Give me that last channel button, Mike. I'll be watching AEW. AEW. Uh, I mean, it feels like <laughs> we're in the wrestling business. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's like when I get the the Domino's app, and it's just like, hey, buddy, uh, thanks for ordering pizza. If you just click OK, throw in a little cinnamon sticks. I'm like, OK. And there I go. I got six orders of cinnamon sticks and three cups of ranch. And I have ranch at the house. <laughs> but it's just so easy to do i can't stop 
Just um, your two what? options are: do you want cinnamon WWE sticks? WWE is like is like Jets pizza. Dummy, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, do, well, WWE is like Jets Pizza. Like you, you try to look for an app, and then they have an app, but it doesn't work for every location. <laughs> so then you download it, and they're like, "It's not compatible. Please use the desktop version." So you go on the desktop version, and that that doesn't work. And how badly just... did I want Jets Pizza? <laughs> yeah, how badly did I want it to begin with? So I guess I've just eaten Domino's and cups of ranch dressing again. <laughs> So that is a perfect analogy, by the way. Um, well, you know, I just tried to order Jets pizza and it was a fucking ordeal. <laughs> like hour, hour one I, was great. And hour two of ordering Jets was just a, a train wreck, Matt. And I'm not sure how many people are going to recognize uh, the pizza place that I'm going to throw out. But I have a cottage in pizza that's like a 10 minute drive from my house. They will not deliver to my house. So I don't get cottage in pizza. But there's a Domino's pizza that's about a 30-minute drive from my house that my wife and I just found out will deliver. So we waited the extra, you know, 20 minutes that it would have been, or oh, probably more like an hour compared to us just driving to Cottage Inn and driving home. We waited that extra hour so we didn't have to leave the couch so we could just have someone knock on the door and go, pizza, sir. We went and grabbed it. <laughs> and it's Domino's. We're not talking the best pizza of all time. They just know how to service me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know at, why I turned into John Lovitz for a second. They just know how to service me. Pizza, <laughs> bring the pizza. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I could, I, I couldn't agree more, Matt. It's the convenience. I, it's, this is an experiment. This doesn't really count as the Wednesday Night Wars because, you know, AEW hasn't started yet. But I think watching hour one of NXT, you're like, wow, this is a goddamn great production. Uh, lights, music, commentary, wrestling, uh, stakes as far as, you know, what's going on in the matches. All great. Uh, but long term, is this, this, is this sustainable? Number one contenders matches and championship matches every week. No. Uh, are people going to want to sit and wait for the network to load? No. <laughs> um, like, AEW is exclusively, you know, on TNT, or, you know, I can watch it on Hulu, which, Matt, you can attest to, is crystal clear, high-definition programming. Yeah. No, you've, um, you've got the, uh, what do you call that, the HDR 4K coming through. That looked beautiful. Yeah, it looks like you're in the room. Like it it it's I, it's a fantastic quality. I mean, and I will be I'll be honest, Mike. We are we are being a little harsh here because if I had to if I had to like make a comment or if I if you told me who do I think is gonna have better production value, I, I would pick NXT every day of the week. If I had to pick which match card overall am I gonna be more excited for, like sure, it'll be fun to watch Chris Jericho have two unknown um tag team partners come out and fight kenny omega but i mean what it'll probably be going up against is some huge undisputed era battle and i'll be hands like easy for me to pick undisputed era 100 percent of the time so if they keep fudging up this big stuff yeah but i don't see that happening like they've got the money when there's an issue like this 
there's probably 20 people that got fired tonight and it'll never happen again <laughs> problem solved you know, they always they always give us updates like when the poor talent gets fired i would like to learn when the production like team guys get fired i, I did uh, like there was this one time i got like a google ad was served to me on somebody else's website like a display ad and it was for like wrestlemania or something and it said tonight at six o'clock and it was like two weeks before wrestlemania so i took a picture of it and just sent it to the wwe and i said you guys need to fire your marketing guy (laughs) i don't know why but it it happened to me like a couple times within a week so i sent them this string of messages of all the times that they've fudged up so if anybody's gotten let go it was just during that period and it'll be it'll be tomorrow (laughs) i don't know should Um, we talk some main roster stuff or yeah i mean we're we're talking about you know long-term problems but you know this this these could be harbingers for you know what's going to happen in the future so I, i think it it actually for me makes that first wednesday when they're going up against each other even more interesting to see how WWE cleans this up. Um, if AEW's finally figured out all their production issues, um, and then how WWE's going to book NXT um, differently because they're not just going our themselves, their first hour on USA versus you know their own network. They're going up against the competition. So I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. But um, as far as the main roster goes... I, I we talked about it last week. I know you said it was too soon. I I said you know what, just fuck it, strike while the iron is hot. Matt the Fiend, he uh, declared war on Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, and I and... I don't, you know the the discussion of whether or not it's too soon, uh, it's done. Like there's no point in discussing it now. There's nothing I can do to sway the wwe writers one way or the other it's here and now i'm just excited because the fiend gets two segments or bray wyatt does i don't think you can just keep doing this week after week was part of my problem last week um you know we can't have a firefly funhouse open the show and then the fiend i'm saying you know you can do it for the next couple weeks but you can't do this for the next 12 months so the same same uh, idea of figuring out, like NXT, figuring out what they needed to do. They can't just do number one contenders matches every week. Um, there's got to be some formula they're working out to keep the Fiend. He's so tough to book. Like, so far they've done a really great job of letting Bray, you know, be the uh, mouthpiece and then the Fiend is the muscle. Um, you know, where Bray, like you said, Bray opened the show, the Fiend came out and did all the damage. Uh, destroyed poor Kane, my beloved Kane, nope. my beloved honorary pick for the Royal Rumble every year. Um, and then he beat up Rollins again. Um, and he looks super strong, but it's like, <laughs> are we ever going to see a week where Michael Cole's going, coming to you live, and you know tonight's main event is going to be Randy Orton and the Revival against Bray Wyatt and the B-Team. Mixed tag match coming up. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he's never gonna be that guy. No, that's actually that, that's a great point because you don't have like those easy booking decisions. So we go back to how they dealt with Brock Lesnar. 
Um, I mean, honestly, the question you're asking right now is all the, you know, goes back to like some of the reasons I didn't want to give the fiend the title this early. And I thought there were different ways to go, but, um, yeah, you're right. He, he's going to be booked differently from most main eventers and it'll be, it'll, you know what? I won't say it will be, I will say it has to be similar to how Brock Lesnar's booked. Um, like a special event, you don't see him all the time. Um, and then he's booked to just win every match. Yep. <laughs> uh, just promos, no matches on uh, Monday or now it'll be Friday. Nothing like that. Just he's the champ. He's gonna taunt a little bit, and then every now and then he'll come out and interfere or scare you. But you know, singles matches, yeah. So he'll be he'll be involved on the match card, I bet. You know, uh, obviously a little bit more than Brock Lesnar, but when it comes to yeah, those mixed tags or just some kind of silly feud, this one-off feud that doesn't even make it to a pay-per-view, nope. Yeah, can't happen. And that's not you know that's a it's a great thing that they've you know created this character that's beyond, like he transcends beyond you know typical WWE crutches. Um, it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting problem for the future. We're not worried about future Bray right now. They're like, let's get that nice gold strap on him. See, that's what I mean though. That was my problem last week. Like we're not, nobody's ever thinking long-term. We're always thinking like, oh yeah, but it'll be fun this week to have on TV. (laughs) Look, look how many people liked it on Twitter. And then... that's that's just what we did tonight with NXT. We're like, every week is going to be a title match, a number one contender match, cool, fatal four-way, and a street fight. It's like, no, probably not, but right. you're, it'll be easier to excuse poopy weeks in between if you have a, a mega crazy, oh my God, Bray Wyatt's the champion. Yeah, but we haven't seen him in three weeks. Who cares? He's the champ. Well, now you're just, just talking the philosophy of booking a pro wrestling show. That's... <laughs> i'm just saying like we'll be okay i I think we'll be okay i think that so far they've proven they know what they're doing with with mr wyatt no but still the questions you're asking are the right questions and i don't know if we get to celebrate that yay the fiend is our champion i hope they keep him off tv so that we don't get (laughs) you know what i mean like how is that solving our problem Oh, God, please keep him off TV, because I don't want to see too much Fiend. If he's a champ, he's still got to look yeah. dark and mysterious. Those, so, yeah, those are, those, are, those are future Matt and Mike problems. Right now, it's okay. We're going to see Bray Wyatt as a real champion. But you know, you know what I mean. It's just, it's, it's such a weird, how, <laughs> the way that we're talking about it now, like, we're not, we're not asking like what should the wwe do like what's the ideal we're like answering this with like what'll probably happen and what are we the most okay with happening we're not asking like the perfect way to do this the thing we're most okay with is bray being on tv less (laughs) just to not overexpose this character we so far love Uh, adore yeah yeah well Uh... i mean i do you want to move on? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not at that point where I want to get you know 
upset about it because they've just based every like, like like they're almost batting a thousand so far with Bray Wyatt. I don't think they've had one misstep since this fiend has debuted in the Firefly Funhouse. They're like batting a thousand. Every segment has been great. Um, and you know, I, you're you're the one who's really good at you know. We got to book things with you know Fox taking over uh, very soon, and you know if they can if they can showcase my God this evil Halloween monster is running Monday Night Raw, you know you don't want to miss that. But then you also have you know the one transcendent star in all of WWE probably becoming champion on Fox, like it's just five hours of programming you can't miss. So it it just sounds like they're just. Shit, did we you just... Know, essentially having a Thanos on, on both shows that you're like, my God, who's going to get together to destroy these guys? Did it's we... it's just a, a great... Two great monsters, one on each show. Did we just transition into talking about Brock Lesnar coming you back? You your ass we did. <laughs> I, I really hope there's somebody that missed SmackDown this week, and they're like, huh? What does he mean? Is, he... Is that Eric Rowan? Oh. Is it because Eric Rowan is going to challenge Kofi? Nobody's saying that. (laughs) Eric Rowan. But Brock Lesnar's Um, back. And I couldn't have been more excited for a Brock Lesnar return. As I sit here and and not fully, but halfway bitch about Brock Lesnar's booking. When I saw him come out and challenge Kofi, I I was pretty stoked. Like, uh, Kofi's Kofi's had a great run. Um, I, I just... I think it is time for something like this to happen. And either Kofi gets elevated, Mike, to this level nobody could have ever imagined, where then he's holding on to the title till WrestleMania if he actually beats Brock Lesnar. He might retire with the strap. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they that's might they happen. might lower him in forty years, Matt, they'll lower him into the earth and cover him in wet, <laughs> wet mud with the Kofi Custom Championship belt wrapped snugly around his dead body. Right. If he <laughs> defeats Brock Lesnar on opening night of SmackDown <laughs> Fox, Matt, there's going to be some wet, wet mud on that beautiful <laughs> championship. Um. Well, I mean, so then the other, <laughs> to not have the wet, wet mud, um, would be Lesnar... Taken the WWE <laughs> Championship, which he hasn't held for a while because he's been a right. fan of that nice, pretty red belt over on Raw. Um, I think that would be... It makes sense. You know, like you were talking about, booking things for Fox. I think Brock Lesnar's the way to book things for Fox. And we can go back to all of our lovely conversations about Glow and how we learned from Glow the proper way to book a brand new wrestling show. Is SmackDown brand new to everyone? No, it'll be brand new to a lot of people, though. Uh, And that's why they're going to have, like, Stone Cold and The Undertaker. And that's why they're going to have Brock Lesnar win the WWE Championship. It's familiar. Uh, It's it's something that... Familiar. That's something that people outside of pro wrestling are going to recognize. It's going to be a huge story on ESPN of Brock winning the title on the first episode of SmackDown to air on Fox. Um, It's just... That's how that's how you got to do it, and then you set up the new chase with Kofi. Um, I don't think Kofi's gonna win it back, but he had a pretty good run for a guy 
that only once in a while has a pretty good promo. So that Baby! being said, yeah, I, I mean, right? Aren't aren't we done? I don't know. What else do we do with Kofi? I think he's not time. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I think I think it's time for Brock to to retake the throne and cover Kofi in wet, wet mud right now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's time to bury it. It's over. It's time for Big E and Brock to go to war in a 12-month feud. <laughs> I mean, here's the sad thing, Mike. Now that the New Day is going to be on SmackDown, we are never going to see Big E <laughs> in a main event feud. No, hey, yeah, it's going to happen. You know I want it. You know that's what I want to see. I just don't. I don't know. Right? Like the next ye, thing is going to be. Have, ye have little faith. The next thing would be Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Or at least that'll be the next fight that's actually believable Lesnar will lose. Because if Big E does fight Brock Lesnar, he'll put up a fight. But that's going to be one of those Braun Strowman ones. It's only five minutes. And Brock just. I mean, you know, irks one out. If you want to get. If you want to be hopeful and look at the tea leaves. Um. Uh, Kofi dismissed his New Day buddies, you know, to, to prove his independence, that he can hold the championship on his own. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, planting some seeds that Big E's like, what the fuck are you doing, man, brushing me off? Man, fuck you. <laughs> man, fuck you. And then he just comes in and ruins Kofi, um, igniting a one-on-one feud. They break up the New Day. You know, it, it can happen. We can do it in a week. We can do it in one week. One segment. Boom. I mean, um, yeah, I just, I I hope, I'm just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to say, I'm, I'm being realistic, Mike. That's why I can't believe it. You're being a silly pants. You're being a, a nanny boo-boo. I, uh... I, on the other hand, am a smart wrestler. No, like, I don't want to say, like, I, I just have the, my, my view just, uh, it's I, I guess I'm just probably just being pessimistic. That's probably that's probably the only way to. It's to I mean it's not going to happen this week, but you know it's 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 not impossible, and you you got to find some way to keep Kofi at you know his story interesting. But I I can't believe that the Beast is going to lose to Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston. I can't believe it. Something. Either somebody's going to interfere or the New Day's breaking up. Those are the only two options. I can see the New Day breaking up being Kofi's next feud, now that you mention it. Like, before he gets a rematch, because there is no more rematch clause, uh, they get in a big battle, the New Day. Um, so, Mike, a lot, of, a lot of people came back. But before we talk about who came back, I think we should talk about King Corbin, our king. All hail. You know what's funny is that I think we've been coming around on Corbin um, past couple months or so, where it's kind of like, you know, this poor bastard, he can't help that they give him terrible things to say. Yeah. And and now it seems like a lot of people are suddenly on the Corbin bandwagon, and I'm not upset. I just want credit for thinking of it first. I'll, I'm glad that, you know, Lance Storm came out and made, uh, he put out his tweet that he takes care of guys. Like, Corbin, 
maybe isn't like the huge fan of wrestling like you know oh i don't know who's somebody that's a huge fan of wrestling and injures people all the time sasha banks you know how sasha banks can do no wrong well corbin what he does is he didn't come in with like this huge encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge but he makes sure nobody dies in the ring with him or ends their career so <clears throat> light star makes that comment then randy orton comes out breaks kayfabe and says yeah we all love and respect this guy a ton amazing i the timing of it was perfect because we're hitting like this bubble this explosion of like corbin fandom that's like how the miz kind of exploded a few years ago where we all just we didn't care if he was heel or face we just appreciated everything he's he said or went out there and did um and it was perfect timing i you know i wouldn't be surprised if there's a wwe pr person that told them both that this you know, talking to Randy Orton, Lance Storm's about to tweet this out. I need you to tweet this out. And then Lance Storm, we need you at 8.32. You've got to tweet out all the respect that the entire wrestling world has for Baron Corbin and how much respect he has for the blah blah I think, I, honestly, I, I really do think that, that was that's part of the plan. But it's, it's because this guy really is that much fun to watch and I, I think we all need to come around and and see the beauty and the brilliance of our king yeah he uh he's a much more <laughs> <Yep>. deserving king <laughs> he uh monologue for gable, nothing if gable went over matt for nothing i mean like he if he went over it would have been for nothing because it's it's not like we're gonna get great promos from him I think it would have lessened the value of the the uh, uh, crown um, because this is just a symbol that all those annoying promos, all those annoying feuds, him being the former uh, GM of Raw, all that stuff pays off. Being an annoying dickbag pays off in the end because you end <laughs> up becoming king. It's a much stronger storytelling metaphor that absolute power for the corrupt. Sometimes it just works out for them and they have a nice day and they get a gold hat. So it doesn't, if Gable won, like it just kind of came out of nowhere and it was a great story for him, but I, you know, then where would it have gone? For every Gable that loses, that's the thing that makes the Kofi Kingston win at WrestleMania that, you know, that much more memorable. Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania 30. So, yeah, we do need to have, like, the Gables get close and lose and get destroyed in a feud. I, I, there's there's too much of this, you know, if WWE would just give this guy the right push or if they could just write his story better. Yeah, there's that. Or they could go with the guy that is is doing his job right and we don't have to, like, God, bend over backwards to pretend that somebody's delivering a good promo. Like, just give yeah, it to even the night that of, like when he was, yeah, I don't know what the hell Gable was mumbling about on the night when he was supposed to, uh, you know, go fight for that crown. It was just not convincing. It, you know, it didn't inspire, you know, the love and adoration of the people. It was just kind of like, eh, you know, he's short, so it, he's an underdog. Yeah. It, it, it was nothing it was a nothing promo and it it's not like it's really close to talking out of both sides of our mouth because 
you know, Corbin is just saying what they, you know, tell him to say, but we talk about it a lot on this show, about it being conviction. Can you convince us, you know, with your couple sentences that you have to say that, you know, you are your character and you give a hoot about the outcomes of these matches? And Gable doesn't. He doesn't have it. It's not something that he's shown us so far. So I, it, it would have been a bad move to make him the king of the ring. Yeah, especially right now. We're in this renaissance of uh, Bray Wyatt promos. So we know where you could work up to. And we've seen the bottom. So there's a lot of guys on this roster. No reason to hand out you know, titles and freebies. Yeah, I, we get enough complaining about how bad the show is, so let's you know let's let's focus on on the good on the good uh, promo delivery. Yeah, I think this was this was a great move. Um, um, do you want to talk about everybody that came back? Yeah, we're we're pushing an hour. We can kind of lump them all together. Um, yeah, because I, mean, I I have one question. So yeah, it was Rusev coming back. Uh, Might have impregnated uh, Maria Canellis. Uh, AOP is back. <laughs> Uh, we had Luke uh, Luke Harper come back. He, well, he came back on uh, the pay per view, and then uh, he's helping beat up Roman Reigns with uh, with Eric Rowan. So it looks like Daniel Bryan's going to be teaming with uh, Roman Reigns for the next couple weeks on pay per views and <laughs> some tag teams. Um, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ask Mike, who's coming back on October fourth, or who's who's going to be like? Do we have an old guy? that you'd want to have as a surprise or is there someone oh. coming into the WWE that we weren't thinking of or is NXT still getting call-ups? Uh, I mean, did you have someone in mind? I, 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 uh, I don't have this prepared at all. I don't, I don't foresee any big returns. I thought that they were probably just going to, you know, lean on, you know, the stone colds and the undertakers of the world on, on night one. Can I uh, uh, can I throw out what I um, I'll throw out mine then and we'll we'll roll through that. All right, we'll let you we'll let you do that. Um, I'm gonna pick Vel- I'm gonna say Velveteen Dream because he's in our video game commercial, and I think he has the personality that's really gonna explode and pop on Fox. And I think that's the kind of thing they're looking for. And if it's not Fox, then they're putting him on Raw. If one show's gonna be more about wrestling and the other one's more about. Uh, the pomp and circumstance. Put Velveteen Dream on Raw. Have him, have him go up against the Fiend. But either way, I, I, I think, I think Dream, I think he loves NXT, but I think he's made it pretty apparent that he wants to do so much more. And if there's fifty guys that want to work in NXT for the rest of their lives, and there's Velveteen Dream who's put on his pants, call me up, Vince. I think the Dream. Is is going to be living on on, on the uh, main roster, Raw and SmackDown, however you want to put it. I think the dream's coming up. Um, you know, I I think you make a convincing uh, argument there. Thank you. Um, I actually just I, came up with all of this off the top of my head. To be honest, I I really haven't given it any thought. Not that I want to bury you. <laughs> I think. Uh... Well, I, think, I, to do. I think what I'm gonna do is 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 maybe switch it up a little bit. Um, I I don't know if I I wouldn't put the dream up there. I think that it's a great way to, to kind of fill up two hours of TV. Um, you know, to have have Velveteen. Um, 
you know, have his back and forth with Roddy, uh, especially because there's probably a, you know, rematch in their future. But yeah, I, I wish that with an extra hour of TV, we could find a way to get EC3 back on our, our televisions. <laughs> um, I thought he was hilarious. The few times they gave him a microphone on NXT, then they immediate, almost immediately called him up and did nothing with him. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't let that guy talk. It feels like NXT, maybe this would be a good spot to kind of maybe reboot guys like that. Because um, I know you already had a pretty good list of, you know, like people like Heavy Machinery. Uh, you know, AOP is, is back on the on the peripherals a little bit, uh, but they don't really have any direction. Um, I think that's that's just going to be mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of cheat because I don't think that they're going to add anybody on Friday. But I, I do think... EC3 down. Alright, I can I can work with that. Well, everybody, if you want to go find uh, everything else, Brothers of Discussion, go to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. You can find us on Twitter at bodpodcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram by just searching Brothers of Discussion. Join our Facebook group, and oh yeah, did I mention the Instagram? I can't remember, but go to the Instagram. Just search Brothers of Discussion. You'll find us that way. And, uh... Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, we're coming. All right. <laughs> All right. Have, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Love you. Bye.